0: To sign up today. Be sure to use the discount code UNCOMENTEN, all one word, for 15% off your first box. You can also follow the beautiful movement on Instagram at the underscore beautiful underscore movement. Ladies, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. Each week, we talk about real-life issues that you are facing every day and how to overcome them in a way that stays true to who you are. We'll talk about issues like making friends, how to avoid toxic relationships, feeling lonely, and understanding that you have a purpose and so much more. I'm your host, Jamie Krishner, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. So today, I want to talk about something with you that's really been weighing on my heart And that's toxic friendships. Honestly, I feel like it's becoming more and more normal for people to become toxic and to think it's okay. So before we get started, let's talk about what toxic friends are. The word toxic in the dictionary means extremely harsh, malicious, or harmful. And honestly, that is exactly what a toxic friend is. They're harsh. They're not nice. They're malicious. And they hurt us. A lot of times toxic friends don't necessarily want to be mean, but because they're hurting so badly on the inside, the only way they see to make themselves feel better is to make others feel worse. There's a quote that says, blowing out somebody else's candles will never make yours shine brighter. And this is exactly what toxic people try to do. They try to blow out everybody else's candles around them Because they think it's going to make their candle shine brighter. Toxic friends usually come in one of three categories. We can break this down further, but we're just going to keep it simple. The first is jealous and controlling friends. These friends are the ones who try to manipulate you when they want their way. Unfortunately, this is something that I see often. So what does manipulation look like? The biggest way that these toxic friends manipulate us Is through guilt trips. I cannot stand guilt trips. Basically, they say things like, why would you do that to me? Or you can't let me do this by myself. I need you. Or they say things like, you need to take this class or you need to do this sport with me because I'm doing it. You wouldn't want me to do it alone, would you? Manipulation can also look like this. Your friend ignores you. They act like they don't want anything to do with you. They won't even talk to you unless you give in to what it is they want. These friends, these jealous and controlling friends, are there for you only when it's convenient for them. They rarely ever make you feel good about yourself, and they rarely ever get excited when something big happens to you. These friends are highly dramatic, and they expect you to always drop everything to solve their problems for them. Now, I'm not talking about... You have a friend and something traumatic happened to them, and they really just need somebody to lean on and to love them during this time. Of course, be there for them. That is exactly what a friend does. What I'm talking about is somebody who is dramatic. It's like an everyday thing, there's always something going on. It's all about drama and it's all about them. These friends are also the ones who, when they say something to you, it's usually critical or mean. And if you say something or you react in a certain way, Because of what they said to you, they always respond with something along the lines of, oh, I was just kidding. You didn't really believe that, did you? These friends are also very jealous of you. They don't like it if you're hanging around other people. They don't want you to have other friends. They can ditch you if somebody else comes along, but they don't want you to have other friends. So the next type of friend that we're going to talk about are negative friends. These friends are the ones who are always complaining about everything. And I don't mean like your friends having a bad day and they're complaining. I'm talking about like everything all the time. They're always complaining. They're never happy with anything. These friends are bitter. They don't forgive easily. Sometimes they're out for revenge. These friends don't even realize they're being negative because they've made it their lifestyle. These are the friends that tend to suck the energy and the life right out of you. Like when you think about hanging out with friends on a Friday night, you usually don't think about hanging out with these friends because you know that it's going to be an energy drain. They don't ever think things are going to get better and they would much rather be a victim than an overcomer. These friends also never take responsibility for the things that are going on around them. Now, the third type of toxic friend are ones who are not so serious about god these people always seem to be at the wrong place at the wrong time all they care about is having fun and pushing the limits they may seem kind of fun at first but with any kind of sin at first it may seem like it's a lot of fun but in the end it'll hurt you these are friends that seek to impress others they're not serious about god They may go to church, but you know, once they walk out those doors, that they are a different person outside the church than they are inside the church. These friends also, like the negative friends, blame others for their choices. They don't want to take responsibility. So if something happens, they're going to blame you instead of take responsibility themselves. All right. So this is three different types of toxic friends. So let's talk about how we can avoid toxic friends. You know, I heard somebody ask this question the other day and they said, why is it that I attract toxic people? And so that's what I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about how you can avoid attracting toxic people in order to not attract toxic people. You have to know what it is that you really want in life. Who is it that you really want to be? Who is it that you really want to surround yourself with? What do you want your future to look like? It starts by knowing what your core Values are. So, what are core values? So, I want you to grab a notebook, a pen, and I want you to take a couple moments and answer these questions honestly. Write them down. Number one, what do you believe in? Are you a child of God? Do you want to live for God in all that you do? Do you believe that friends should be trustworthy and honest and that they should have good morals and good manners and good character? Number two, what really matters to you, your relationship with God, your family, write down those answers. And then the third question is, what standards do you place on your life? So for example, maybe you're waiting to date until God brings you the right person. Maybe you don't want to develop a lifestyle where you do things that your parents have asked you not to do. Maybe you want to do what it is that God has called you to do. What standards do you place on your life? Here are some examples of core values that you can use or that you can use to run with when answering these questions. You can just pick the ones that really speak to you the most. Number one, put God first. Number two, have a strong faith. Number three, love others. Number four, be compassionate. Number five, be thoughtful of others. Number six, be thankful. Number seven, be courageous. Number eight, be faithful. Number nine, choose joy, even when things are tough. Number 10, be trustworthy. Number 11, be honest. Number 12, choose hope. And when I say hope, I don't mean like wishing. A lot of times we use that word hope as in wishing. I hope I get to go to that amusement park. I hope I get to go on that mission trip or something along those lines, right? But that is not what hope really is. Hope actually Bible hope means that you have a strong expectation of good. Like God is going to come through for you and you are so expecting it. That is what Bible hope is. Number 13, be respectful to those that are around you. Number 14, be a good friend. Number 15, be kind. Number 16, be a giver. You want to bless others. Number 17, be truthful. Number 18, be patient. Number 19, be loyal. Number 20, purity. Number 21, be a person of integrity. And integrity just means doing the right thing no matter what. So I want you to take five core values, whatever they are that really speaks to your heart, from answering all three of those questions, pick five of them. And then put them in front of you. Take a note card and write them out and put them on your bathroom mirror or on your wall in your bedroom or create, if you're really artistic, you know, create a picture that talks about these five core values. You know, keep them in front of you where you can see them all the time. This is the kind of friend not only you want to be, but it's also the kind of friends that you want to surround yourselves with. If the people you meet don't align with your core values, then they aren't meant to be true friends. Maybe they're meant to be more casual friends. And if you're not sure what a true friend versus a casual friend is, go back and listen to episode number four in our podcast. It's called what makes a great friend. Go back and listen to that because that really talks about the difference between true friends and casual friends. So if they don't align with your core values, they should probably be more casual friends, not your true friends. When you know your core values, it becomes a lot easier for you to set healthy boundaries. Refuse to let go of your values. It's honestly not worth the pain and confusion that comes with it in the end. When we compromise who we are to get somebody to like us, know that eventually we will lose who we really are. So now I want to talk about what do you do if someone who is toxic does say something critical or negative towards you? or they try to manipulate you to do something that goes against your values. I know it's not easy and I know it's probably not what you want to hear, but you need to confront them. Be nice about it, but be firm. I like to call this carefrontation. When talking to them, you can say something along the lines of, I understand that you don't like my outfit or my hair or whatever it is that they said, but I really don't appreciate you talking to me like that. If they don't listen to you, walk away. If they start to argue with you or talk down on you, don't even give them your time or your attention. Act calm. Even if you don't feel like it and walk away. Then after you have walked away from the situation, it's okay to go and talk to somebody you trust about what's going on. You don't have to walk this alone. And then one way that you can help keep these situations from happening is to minimize the time that you spend around toxic people don't go out of your way to engage in conversation with them. You can say hi to them. Don't be mean to them. You know, if they're there, say hi to them, but don't go out of your way to have those conversations with them. And then the last thing I want to talk to you about is what do you do when a close friend becomes toxic? This is something that I see a lot when it comes to middle school and to high school. And it's something honestly that I feel like teen girls have the hardest time with because friends that they have been so close to like sisters with, start to make decisions that go against your core values. And there are two reasons that this usually happens. Number one, they're either going to go after God with everything that is within them. Or number two, they're going to go after popularity. These tend to be the ones that we have to say goodbye to because they're no longer a good influence on us. So what do we do? When we get to a point where we have to say goodbye to our friends, Matthew 18, 15 says, moreover, if your brother or your sister sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. Okay. So let's break this down. What does this mean? According to this verse, the first thing that we need to do is sit down with them, talk to your friend. Instead of ignoring them or ignoring the situation, you're going to have to talk to your friend and say, Hey, I've noticed that our friendship has been a little strained lately. If there's something that I've done wrong, will you forgive me? Don't play the blame game. Even if it is them that is acting mean and unkind, none of us like to be attacked like that. Whenever we blame them, you did this and you did that, and this is wrong and this is wrong, it puts them into a position of defense where they're going to push back and it's only going to make things worse. So when you... Talk to them and you talk to them from your heart and from the situation itself and say something along the lines of, Hey, I noticed that our relationship has been strained. If there's anything I did wrong, will you forgive me? It's putting it on you and seeing, are they really willing to change? Are they really willing to work on it? If they don't want to change and they don't want to work on it, this is your time to pray for them, but choose to let the relationship go. Hopefully in time, your friend will come back because they know in you that they have a true friend. This is not something that any of us ever want to do, but it may come to the point where we need to do this. So what do we do if the friend that we need to say goodbye to is our only close friend? The first thing I want to encourage you to do is talk to God. Talk to him. Share with him your heart. Share with him what's going on. He already knows. He already sees it. If deep down You know that it's time to let go of this relationship. Listen, because the longer you hold on to it, the more it's going to hurt you and the more that it's going to hurt them. And then second, know that God is going to bless that you were obedient. And he's going to bring you better friends, true friends who really love him and want to make a difference with you for him. He's going to bring you some pretty awesome friends. And then third, know that you can't change that front, but you can Pray for them. And last, I want to say, when you choose to let those friendships go that are toxic, know that you're not doing it to hurt them, but you're doing it to protect yourself. I want you to think of this picture. So there's a chair and you are standing on top of the chair and your friend is standing on the floor. They're starting to make choices that aren't good and they're becoming toxic So they're on the floor, you're on the chair and you reach down because your heart is to help to raise them up to where you are, to where they're making the best choices, where they are acting like that true friend that God has called them to be. So you're reaching down to help lift them up and they're down on the floor reaching up to you. I want you to think about it. Is it easier for you to pull them up to where you are? or is it easier for them to pull you down to where they are having a toxic friend will not only drag you down but it will never lift them up 1 Corinthians 15:33 in the passion translation says stop fooling yourselves evil companions friends will corrupt good morals and good character all right thank you so much for joining me today I want you to know that you are beautiful and that you are valuable. Your beauty and your value, they don't change. Even if somebody else fails to see how incredible God has made you. I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but we do it every week because it's so powerful. I want you to repeat after me and say this and really mean it from your heart. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value... They don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. If you are listening to today's podcast and you're thinking, man, I've never really given my heart to God and I need God in my life. If you haven't already yet, download the Uncommon Teen app and click on the tab that says next steps. This will help you walk through that process of giving your heart to the Lord. Also, I want to say a huge thank you to those of you who have rated and reviewed this podcast. It so blesses my heart to read your reviews. You all are such a blessing to my life, and I pray for you all every day. If you have not yet subscribed to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, go ahead and do that now, and feel free to rate and review this podcast. Share it with your friends. Let's make it a mission to reach as many teen girls as possible to help them to walk out their lives with joy and with peace. All right, we'll see you back here again next week. Ladies, I hope that this episode helped you today. I hope that you know just how much God really does love you. Now, I want you to repeat after me, and I want you to mean it with all your heart. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see. How incredible God made me. All right, ladies, so I have a question for you. What does your summer look like? What is one thing that you are going to do this summer that is going to change your life forever? What are you going to do this summer to help you make friends who love Jesus that will help you grow in your walk with God all while having a blast? If your answer is, well, (laughs) not really a whole lot, well, I have something just for you That will help you do all of those things. Are you interested? What if you did something this summer that could change your life forever? Ladies, I want to invite you to join me for Uncommon Teen Live 2024 because you are going to do just that. You are going to meet your new besties, you're going to have a blast and grow in your walk with God. So grab your parents, head on over to uncommonteen.com and grab your tickets today.